is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. According to his power that is at work within us. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to him be glory to the church and glory to the church and glory to the church Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. According to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory to in the him and glory in the church and glory Word of mine is 
years, there have been a number of TV programs about bringing up children. One of such programs was Super Nanny. The purpose of the program was to help parents discipline their young children, parents who were tearing their hair out because their offspring were out of control. Today, child psychologists affirm the child's need for discipline. The text written thousands of years ago says the same thing. Perhaps you think it sounds tough and harsh. What it's saying is that wise love expresses itself sometimes through discipline. It also says that love without boundaries is not really love. Naturally, when you love someone, you want the best for them by setting appropriate boundaries for for our children. By setting appropriate boundaries for our children, we are lovingly nurturing them setting them on the right track for the future. In this way, we show that we love them and want what is best for them. Without such loving discipline, the child would enter adulthood ill-equipped to face life's challenges and responsibilities. Adults, too, need to ensure that the discipline they they impose is always ministered in love. Such discipline swings both ways, benefiting both adults And child, positive discipline is love with rules, love with boundaries, love in practice. If you refuse to discipline your children, it proves you don't love them. If you love your children, you will be prompt to discipline them. God bless you. Listener, brings us off as we bring to you a continuation of the discussion Christian Home. An inspired writer um, in her book Adventist Home, you know, um, state clearly in page uh, 35, okay, that um, you need to really, you know, uh, live a life that is likened to that of Eden, and that is God's intention, right? And that life of Edenic type is a home where there is unity. 
a home where there is oneness between the, the husband and the wife. Unity among children and siblings. You know, a home where care is, is really demonstrated to family members. And then a home where you could see God visiting and angels will always be there. A home, a dynamic home, which is a Christian home, should be a type where everyone will feel comfortable to come and to run to. It should be a home where if you have opportunity to be, you will really forget your worries. Counselor, your are you challenges. not being idealistic? That is where I, it is not idealistic, right? This is what, that is what I'm saying we are not doing enough. We are trying, but we are not doing enough. Now, a home where people will not bear grudges, right? So that if you are in a neighborhood and then people will see you fighting all the time and you say you are a Christian, what do you think people will take you for? So if that kind of unity that you have among yourself, you don't need to tell people. They will see it and they will talk about it. Oh, for these people, the way they are, every morning they move together. You see the man holding the hand of the, the, of the wife moving together. It is so wonderful. We haven't seen this kind of you know, marriage in this community before. That one you have spoken. And that is why I'm saying that you need to define what a Christian home should be and then it can have the, uh, uh, the impact that we are talking about. So, Asamoa, <laughs> I don't know, is there Asamoa from Foster? Asamoa, right. um, most of the problems are caused by the pastors themselves. I think he's uh, talking about the fact that we are not able to control our children very well. Most of these issues are caused by the pastor themselves. Is a scholar saying that? Asamoa, okay. I don't know whether it's from the first Mr. Asamoa we uh, know. You see, today I am speaking as a minister because this subject really is a, is, is really borders on Christianity and Christian life. So I'm speaking really realistically as a, as a minister. But why would he right? blame hmm. it on, on you pastors? That is why, that is where I am coming. You see, the other time we were discussing and this issue came up that pastors don't have the time to really even be with their family and then teach them that which he is, you know, um, um, entrusted to teach. And that is the challenge. As I'm here this morning, you see, I, I was telling you my wife, today is my wife's birthday. This, here I am. I cannot even see her face and the birthday will be over. And these are circumstances that will come. And if you have a child who has a birthday and you are not there to even know, show your concern, you only speak on phone, you can see the impact. So we are saying that pastors have challenges because of the, our schedule. We don't have our own schedule. We work under emergencies. And that is the challenge in, in, in every pastoral home. But in as much as there is that challenge, we must be able we must be able to do our best so that we will be able to impact the necessary, you know, um, virtue to the, 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 the society. Now, you see, do you know that, okay, best missionaries come from Christian home? Do you know that? You see, best missionaries come from Christian home. For we to even have Christianity here 
in Ghana, it were some people who devoted their time, who devoted their talent to travel all the way from abroad to come here. In fact, you cannot do a missionary work until you are coming from a Christian home, a good one for that matter. So we are saying that best missionary will always come from Christian home. What, who are these missionaries? They come to help society. They come to impart society. So the schools we are enjoying here, all the good things we are enjoying here as a result of missionary work. And this as a result of what? Good Christian home. So without it, you will not even have the edge and the need to do that. I have already told you that a good uh, Christian home is where we will have children who extend the good virtues they have learned in the house to their neighbors or your colleagues everywhere they will find themselves. I have also said that a result of a family unity is far-reaching. When your family is together, it's far-reaching. You don't need to tell it. When you are together, you don't need to tell it. People themselves will see and then will talk about it. And then when you had the opportunity to answer yourself, you tell them it is by the grace of God. Right? You see, um, in the same book, Adventist Home, there is something that is stated here, and I really love it so much, that good men are needed more than great minds. Good men are needed more than great minds. She alludes that, the world is not so much in need of good minds as of good men who will be a blessing in their homes and everywhere they find themselves. Okay, Counselor. This is what um, um, an inspiring writer just put right there. Do the leaders of the church today qualify per the biblical qualification that you must control your house? Right. The word used in King James was gravity. Are we then qualified as church leaders today? The biblical qualification, mm-hmm. you see, if oh, you're you, compromising. Oh, it's not compromise, the less of two evils is by the grace of God. It's by the grace of God. You see, um, we don't have angels here on earth, we are all human, and the scriptures say we have all fallen. But, uh, in spite of our fallen nature, Christ has also shown us grace. It is out of this grace that we have the opportunity. To serve as leaders. Queries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two zero eight seven zero four five three two or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu dot edu dot gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback.
the moment of truth. Hello, my dear listener. Once again, you are welcome to Moment of Truth, the Discover segment. A moment in which we discover very important Bible truths that we use to apply in our daily lives. We have started a series titled, Does My Life Really Matter to God? It's a very important question. I believe you have asked that question before. We started by saying that our world sometimes looks like a paradise and at other times it is a horror. But the question is, in the midst of all this, do our lives matter to God? Does your life matter to God? Does my life matter to God? We started answering this question by saying that in the first place, God created a perfect world. We discovered in the Bible that everything that God made was good. The last passage we read, Genesis chapter 1 verse 31, answers the question. God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. The question of these six days that he used to make all this is what we want to discuss. He used six days to make our world. That is what we read in Exodus chapter 20 verse 11. I want us to go into various parts of the Bible. So the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verse 11. In six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Now, from this passage, we are told that God used how many days? Six days to make the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. Just as we read in Genesis chapter 1 verse 31, the evening and the morning were the sixth day when he saw that everything he had made was good. This eternal, all-powerful creator could have formed the world in a moment. In fact, he could have formed the whole world with human beings within the twinkle of an eye by just speaking a word, by the breath of his mouth. But... He chose to take six days to do it. Six minutes or even six seconds would have been sufficient. He could have even used less than six seconds. But he chose to use six days. 
the first chapter in the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, describes what God created on each day of the creation week. On day 1, we are told that he created light. He created the sequence of day and night. So there was light and he separated the light from the darkness. And so there was morning, there was evening. So from the first day, it was possible to determine the day and the night. It was possible to determine when light comes and when the darkness comes. And then on day two, he created the earth's atmosphere, the skies, to divide the waters above and the waters below. On day three, God created the dry land and the vegetation. He made sure he separated the waters from the dry land. And then vegetation, grasses and trees to grow on the dry land. And then on day four, he made the heavenly bodies, the sun and the moon and the stars. The heavenly bodies that we see around, he made them on day four. And then day five, he created the birds and the fishes. Remember day one, he created light and the sequence of the day and night. Day two, he made the earth's atmosphere. Day three... He made dry land and vegetation. And on day four, he filled the light with sun and moon and stars. On day five, he filled the air with birds and the waters with fishes. On day six, he created the land animals, the bigger animals, and man. And then on day seven, he rested and blessed the day. So we have a one-week cycle of creation. Now on day seven... Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, I want to look at it because of our important question, whether our life matters to God. In fact, day 6, the creation of day 6 stands as the crowning masterpiece that God created to crown it all. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God decided to create individuals like himself who could reason and feel and love. Every person is made in God's image. That's what the Bible says. By the sixth day, the world was filled with plants and animals. And then God introduced his masterpiece of creation. According to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, the Almighty God formed Adam's body from the dust of the ground. So, when God breathed the breath of life into his nostrils, man became a living soul. That is, he came to life. God named the first man created in his image Adam, a word that simply means man, and the first woman Eve, which means living. A loving creator saw the need for human companionship, and so he made both Adam and Eve. Fresh from the hand of God, Adam and Eve both reflected his image. God could have programmed beings like robots to wander contentedly about the Garden of Eden and raise their voices in adoration to him. But God wanted more. He wanted a real relationship with human beings. He didn't just create them as robots. Robots can smile. Robots can speak. They can even do the dishes, but they can't laugh. But God put in human beings his image, love. 
God created us in His image with the capacity to think and choose and to remember, to understand and to love. Adam and Eve were created as God's children and they were inexpressibly dear to Him. We will continue with the discussion to know whether our life matters to God. But for today we are saying that He made our world in six days and on the sixth day He created man in His image. Until we continue to talk about how evil came into our perfect world. You have been listening to Pastor Josiah Ando. God bless you. Thank you very much for staying with us once again. You can reach us on plus two three three two zero eight seven zero four five three two or plus two three three zero three zero seven zero five one zero five eight or email us at radio at vvu or through the postal address. Adventist World Radio Ghana, P.O. Box AF595, Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hands be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now.